0: Rich Eisen Show
2: with guest host, Susie Schuster.
0: Yeah. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson.
2: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How
0: can a coach say the locker
3: room's together?
2: The only advice you can give a young man like that is that you've got to block it out. Why is he so positive about this guy when we're so miserable?
0: The Rich Eisen Show.
2: Today's guests. From NBC Sports, Peter King. CBS Sports Analyst, Amy Trask. Actor and director, Josh Dumel. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. And
4: a very happy Thursday to you all. Susie Schuster sitting in for my husband, Rich Eisen, who is currently in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And this is what I have to say. Chris Brockman, why aren't we there? He is there sure, for an incredible mean? Roku get-together. Oh, I, He's thought he having, was at,
1: I thought he was at Breaking Bad fantasy camp.
4: Well, he passed <laughs> Los Poyos Hermanos several times, heading out right. to wherever he is. By the way, Tuco just killed Doc Paulson on the way out oh, there. There's some bodies alert. out there, I'm spoiler just alert. having to say. I have to tell you, T.J. Jefferson, Mike Del Tufo, how are you What's guys? We're cracking. sitting here, like as Chris Myers would say, he's, he's there. there. We're uh, here.
5: We're always here.
4: I'm really bougie. Why am I not there? Like, right? there's, there's free stuff. There's people to schmooze. And I'm sitting in this desk in El Segundo. I'm just saying, hey, Roku, great to see you all. Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you find us, all of our radio stations, thrilled to be with you here today. We have nothing to talk about. Nobody I mean, eight four four two oh four. 204 like, no, yeah, Nobody can
1: schmooze like you, Susie. Yeah, so it's so right. a really missed, yeah. uh, missed opportunity. Complimentary yeah. gift bags. And-
4: I mean, I'm value-added, <laughs> <laughs> if I have you to know? say so myself. Best mom ever here, eight four four two zero four. 204 which, what, I th- what, what was that?
5: I said branded pens and complimentary gift bags. Like, you know, that's what they're giving out. Yeah, I thought you said pens. something else. Oh.
4: And I was like, wait a minute, what? You know, I'm not... That old. But uh, I was like, wait, wait, what did he just say? What did you think I said? You don't, I'll tell you in a break. (laughs) I'll tell you in a break. Uh, Free advice today, 844-204-RICH. Call in. I know something about psychotherapy and help when your team is in the toilet. I also know a lot about when your quarterback is 3,000 miles away giving advice from afar to a team that's struggling. If you want me to hold your hand metaphysically or metaphorically or any kind of oracle Call in today, 844-204-RICH is the number. I'm so happy to be here today. Peter King is going to be on the show. I love asking him every question in the world, which starts, of course, with how is your dog? Amy Trask, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's the host of the hottest new podcast coming out today called What the Football that Amy and I do every Tuesday here on the Rich Eisen Show podcast network. You heard me say that. And Amy and I do it every Tuesday. The Princess of Darkness is here an hour or two our three, Josh Duhamel, the great actor and friend of the show, is here to talk about Buddy Games, his new Buddy show that's coming out on CBS. I have a little story to tell about the fact that we shared a – how's this for a strange tease? We shared a hallway once, Chris. You and Josh Duhamel? We did.
5: Wait, what? I'm going to tell you the hallway. story. It's a great-looking hallway. I mean, he put <laughs> us in a movie, so of course he's welcome. Here. He did. Yeah, That's know? true.
4: I met Josh um, on the field at USC. Uh, when I was covering the Trojans, he was out there for a game When he wa- walked over to me. He's like, Hi, I- I'm Josh DeMille. I'm like, I know. Like, yes. Oh, hi. Oh, what are you? Oh, he- oh hello. Right? Hello. Uh, <laughs> lots, to- lots to talk about. I'm trying to track down Ray Allen. He's on a course somewhere because he might want to talk about the Damian Lillard trade. No promises there. He'll probably call me the minute we get off the air. Like, hey, yeah, like, hey I'm like, dude,
1: I just shot a sixty-eight. What's going on?
4: He's playing in a course Did that has a lot Ray of wind Allen? and it's on a beach.
1: Yeah, Ray Allen. Yeah, like the, the,
5: Ray, Ray,
4: like Sugar. Like Jesus shows were Allen. Like Jesus
1: Shuttlesworth.
5: Like like you Ray really Allen. do know everybody, dude.
4: I run deep.
5: I'm saying.
4: I covered. Ready for this? This is oh god. Like rule number seven hundred and fifty: as a woman in sports, never date yourself. Right. So. I covered the Sonics uh, when they were, the Sonics. Okay. All right. For Super TNT. So I spent a couple weeks up there. So you saw my playoffs. boy Danny
5: Fortson on the team. I did. Yeah. I did. I'll t- tune the second finest yep. after me.
4: Yep. So uh, I, I hit up <laughs> I hit up Ray Ray. He's playing golf. It's a question. Trying to book these guys when they're playing golf. It's like you play golf every day. It's impossible. Take the time to call in because I know you want to talk Brockman's about this. about that life. This Dame Lillard trade. I wish I was golfing right now. You do? <laughs> Listen, I got to tell At you 12, something. I the show's over. I stopped on the way in to get you I, breakfast. I, I don't want to hear a complaint out of your mouth. I wasn't complaining. Listen, Slappy, no complaints. <laughs> All right? Get out of your mother for me. Hey, how are you? Um, I did track out of something before this, and I did it in a Boston accent. It was fantastic. I kind of hope they use it. Anyway, we do blue. it. You hmm? cursed. You cussed a little. It was great. I did. Yeah. I work blue. So does Amy Trask, by the way. Uh, should we talk Lillard trade first or the 2-2-1 two, two, and one teams playing tonight? Sure. What do you want?
1: Well, let's talk Lillard first since that happened kind of uh, right in the third hour yesterday. The huge trade. Damian Lillard finally free from Portland. Uh, going to Milwaukee, which <laughs> absolutely nobody saw coming. Because nope. he was talking the whole time about wanting to play for Miami. Uh, I don't know about you, TJ, but it feels like Miami kind of got a little arrogant with this. Just assumed that they were going to get him at some point that. No other team could have a better offer than whatever they were offering, which seemed like it was Tyler Hero and a few pieces and some picks. Yeah, they were really pushing
5: Tyler, and it seemed like Portland from the jump just didn't seem interested. Yeah. So then you have to reevaluate. You have to assess, like, all right, you have this future Hall of Fame point guard, and he's saying he wants to come to your house. you got to do whatever it takes, sort of giving up Jimmy Butler and probably Bam because Bam is – Stall or Styler. Bam's his boy, so he did, he wanted to come. Lillard yeah. wanted to come and play with Bam. So outside of those two, I feel anyone should have been fair game. And maybe you're right, man. Maybe Miami did get a little arrogant, thinking that we got this on lock. And oh, they, they, they thought, did not.
4: They thought they were the only team in town. I really think right. that. I really think that they thought, okay, we've got Jimmy. We know he wants to come here. Milwaukee's not always the place that a player wants to go to when they leave Portland. I'm no, just And then, and then Toronto bluntly.
1: was kind of a mystery team that, that popped up, up in yes, the last week. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, Toronto could be in it. Uh, and uh, what? But then you're saying to yourself, well, why? Like, why would you go from Portland to Toronto? Right.
5: It's pretty much.
1: And, and any the same pieces that Toronto would have to give up, and you add Dame, you're. Are you any better? Are you suddenly now a contender in the East over Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami? No. Are you going to get past those teams? Let
4: me tell you what no. we should have all known. This was going to happen.
1: When Giannis started When Giannis started yapping took about, him
4: as the first Oh, right. pick. I saw that. In the All-Star game. Oh, that's right.
1: There was a there's a tweet going around of a picture of Giannis's like pick sheet of who he wanted and Dame was ahead of Drew Holiday on that list. I saw that going around yesterday. Well, like that, mean, that should and have bucks, been the first The sign. Bucks have to show
4: Giannis <laughs> that they mean business. Yeah. Right. They have to show him that right. they're willing to build around him. And now we've got a lot of money coming to Dame, a lot of money, then, of course, then the fourth year. I mean, we're talking about a long time mm. there where he can win plus. multiple times. That's a lot of money and a lot of time. And now the feeding frenzy turns to Drew Holiday because right. we know that he's barely going to unpack that suitcase in the Holiday Inn somewhere in Portland. Maybe he will not even unpack it at all. So and he's, he's going
5: to move on. I don't want to interrupt, but what you just said right there might be the biggest thing that comes into play because Portland's going to give Drew Holiday up for very little. Maybe a, a, a couple draft picks, maybe, you know, a decent player. But I'm thinking that they're going to want to get him off the book. So if yeah. you're a contender, that feels you're a point guard away. And I'm looking at, you know, the Clippers, the Sixers, maybe even... Celtics. Celtics, maybe. Miami. That, Miami. Yeah. they like... Drew Holiday is there for the taking, and you could probably get him at a much reduced price, much lesser than what it would have been two weeks ago. Had you called trying to get Drew. Yeah, Holiday, I was listening
1: right? to uh, Brian Windhorst podcast on the way in this morning. He was talking yesterday uh, with his crew about it, and it's like, yeah, twenty teams are probably going to call Portland to inquire about Drew Holiday, but who can get him and really be title contenders? And it's the ones that we just mentioned: it's Miami, it's Boston, it's Philadelphia, it's the Clippers. Uh, and they're gonna get, they're gonna get, you know, they're gonna get a decent amount for him. They want to get that contract off the books. He's getting paid a lot of money, especially when they acquire DeAndre Ayton, who's getting paid a lot of money. So you can't have both those guys on the roster. So he's gonna get flipped pretty quickly here. It's just who can come in, make the most enticing offer in the quickest way, and then boom, suddenly they're now title contenders. But Milwaukee now, having just won a title a couple years ago. They've got a great starting five. After that, the bench is a little thin, TJ, but Giannis. Chris Middleton. Dame, Middleton. Lopez.
4: Portis. Portis. How old is Lopez by now? 400 years old. Yeah. 750. TJ, TJ, I'm sorry. I would almost want to argue with you. I feel like Drew Holiday has just been set up to get paid. Because now he's the prettiest girl in the dance. Right? Yeah. I mean, now he's he's pretty out there. And I think everybody needs him. I mean, okay, it seems like to me...
1: Well, he signed a big deal. He's already been paid. Yeah, he's he's, been, paid. Yeah, he's paid. been paid. he's been paid he's
4: by been Milwaukee. He's been paid, but he's going to want to have that. He's going to want, in the background, he's going to want to know that he's going to get more money on the other end. When
5: yeah. I said get him cheap, I meant like the deal-wise for Portland, it's probably not going to be a blockbuster deal. Not going to be a
1: blockbuster, but, you That's what you I'm know, saying. It's If it's like, just say for Boston, for example, they could offer up, you know, Brogdon, maybe... Maybe Robert Williams and I do, you, a, and do you give Drew up Brogdon and Williams for no. Drew. I don't think yes. that's a deal you make, Chris. Yes. Do you really? Yes, they become the best team in the NBA with Drew Holiday. So,
4: in other words, win now. Absolutely. Yeah, win now. I mean, that's win what now. everyone's doing. Everyone's building right now you got the to J's, win now. You got
1: Porzingis. Like, let's go. Let's add, add that Drew Holiday piece. Drew that's Holiday, lockdown defender. You need him to fill it up. Giannis got hurt in the playoffs last year. He can fill it up. He can score. He's a really good player.
4: Yeah. Memories of Clyde Drexler with this trade. Don't you think it's kind of like, huh, okay, I remember like Portland, they look lonely right now. I wonder who's going to end up there and I just think that Milwaukee's never felt so fine. It's going to be a great day today in Milwaukee.
1: Man, the NBA is going to be so fun. Can't wait.
4: How long do we have? A couple weeks.
1: A couple weeks. I think um Hey, the maybe Clippers three are weeks. healthy.
4: <laughs> it's two weeks out, three weeks yeah. out. AJ, your Clippers are healthy. Helping. Helping. great. Today, Kawhi feels
5: good. You know, I heard someone told me the other day that um, Kawhi showed up at a Colorado game. For Tomorrow. Dion? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, one more game, then the Clippers got him to show up. Peter, oh, that's he cold. Him. Now, you know I love Kawhi. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's Peter King, I think, is that's heading to the uh, Colorado game. Everyone's going to the Colorado game.
1: TJ, did you see James Harden last night? No. What did he do now? Oh, man. So he was at the, what is it called? The U.S. Open Cup for MLS. Okay. Miami was playing Houston. Messi did not play last night. But James Harden is one of the co-owners of the Houston Dynamo team. Oh, okay. Looking pretty slim. Really? You might get prime Harden this year. If, for, play, I, if, if he shows up, well, I still don't understand. Well, he what's going wants to on. play for both your teams. He's on the Sixers, but he wants to play for the Clippers. So
5: I think either way, you might get. Either way, I'm going to be having James Harden. I think you might have
1: James Harden be. this year yeah, on your team, point. but he looks pretty good.
5: Good. Good. You know, because last year there was the thing where he <laughs> looked like he put on a little bit of weight. But he dropped it super quick, too. I Is Ozempic Harden the name do. of
4: your new fantasy, like <laughs> yeah. right? Ozempic Harden?
1: Manjaro Harden. Manjaro.
4: <laughs> that sounds like one of uh, the Aaron ron names, doesn't it? Monjaro
1: Harden. <laughs> Add Manjaro. that one to the list. Are the are you ron where are you? One of the one of this oh, kids. kids. <laughs> where are you?
4: Yeah. <laughs> do we want to talk about the Thursday night game, or are we moving on to Mike Tomlin? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about this. Do we
1: want to do Mike Tomlin fur? I mean, yeah. we do have a pretty big game tonight in Green Bay Lions. I mean, we Packers, do two-two
4: and one teams. Two-two and one teams. I think it's the Lions coming off a win. First
1: time being favorite, yeah. being the favorites in Lambeau and forever. So. Aren't you like
4: a Jordan Love lover? I love
1: Jordan. Yeah. Love. Yeah. I think he's a awesome. superstar. I think he's got the Favre Rogers magic in him already. I do. And this, you know, what I love about this so much because
5: a year ago at this time you were like Jordan Love can't play. Well, now we're looking at it and you're like,
1: well, you know, here's the thing. We were we're watching him play last year from the seats that his parents got (laughs) at at Arrowhead. So, you know, it was hard to really tell. But, you know, you get the binoculars and you look down and like that, Susie. He's got the he's got the flow, man. Man, I'm telling that comeback win last week, 18 points in the fourth quarter. That was so he's just got it. But short
4: week it. for the Packers, and they're pretty banged up right short now. Short
1: week, banged up. We're going to see. I think uh, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are going to be game time yep. decisions. Same thing on the other side, Dave in Montgomery. So uh, we'll see. But I like Green Bay tonight, man. I like the home team.
4: I thought you said Dave in Montgomery, and I thought that was a caller. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> what?
1: If there is a Dave listening in Montgomery right Dave, now, I'm please call you. us. Right. Yes, I, saw I saw this one stat. I saw
4: this one They've got one game in 20 days from the rest between – Thursday night football to Monday night football and a bye following the Raiders. That's, they got time to heal. Great. I mean, let's get them oh. out here tonight, right?
1: Oh man. And get a win tonight, be three and one. That'd be huge. They'd take control uh, in the NFC North. Um, Lambo's going to be rocking. I think it's going to be a really fun, uh, exciting game tonight, TJ. I know you're a Jamar Gibbs guy, so yeah. hopefully they can get a little bit more involved uh, in space especially if Montgomery does end up having to sit tonight.
5: I'm also a, a Jordan Love guy, as I'll get to probably in fantasy later, oh, but I, I'm giving him, the, giving him the rock tonight, Chris. I know how you feel about Thursday oh, and fantasy, and I'm with you I most hate of the guys time. On
1: Thursday and fantasy. But, you
5: know, it's, it's brutal. A, as Susie knows, I'm big on head or gut. And That's I, right, head or gut. I'm going with the gut. I'm going with the gut today starting Jordan Love. So, God, if you're listening, help.
4: I didn't bring ice cream. That's only for what the football. I'm letting you know that well, we right now. There's still
5: some in the freezer, though.
4: There, oh, we still have flying yeah. saucers oh my in the goodness. freezer. I had one
1: yesterday. There's yeah. two full sleeves in How
4: there. How good are they?
1: Next commercial
5: break are to find out. I now.
4: mean, I
1: immediately felt sick after, but it was delicious <laughs> while I was eating it.
4: <laughs>
1: it's I a mean, little bit of a
5: health nut, you know. Do you think
2: so, we need one more. <laughs> All
5: right, we'll get yeah. right, right.
2: so, I don't need one of
4: those three days That's in a row. I don't need three days in a row with the ice cream. And a brought croissants this morning. So that, like, what does Rich I, bring out? I do no, need. Rich is like in a spa somewhere wearing did, a bath. He FaceTimed me this morning. he texted you in a he row He FaceTimed or something? me this morning. No. He's like, hi, honey. And, and I'm row? driving. <laughs> I've got my coffee in one hand. I'm now having to FaceTime while I'm driving. Which, oh, by the way, is asking a Because you're driving with
5: your knees. We know that. Well,
4: I did. <laughs> Is I that that a, a little bit of coffee is in the, the, the car? That shot
5: in this spot? That's, that's from it, that's
4: from his bathroom.
5: Um, so look um, if you look look um, at look, look oh, if you definitely. look
4: past there you are going to see Bob Odenkirk like stumbling <laughs> yes. with his tie on around his head. And a skinny Pete. Skating Pete and, and the skateboarders, feet. right?
5: Better call Rich.
4: Look, he's got the fireplace on <laughs> at, at 7.30 honey. in the morning. He's wearing I mean, a robe. He's like, hi, honey. Do you I mean, feel I'm like, like he's
5: walking you and right? rubbing this in your face? He's yeah, got yeah. a fire pit at 7 a.m. and you're dry, and you're going to work?
4: I've got Taylor like, mom, don't leave. I've got that. And, and, I've got, and he's fire pitting it up. Yeah, yeah.
5: I little, mean, little I've got Zander
4: calling me, mom, where's my computer? It's not where you said it was going to be. I'm being yelled at. It's seven fifteen. It's too early for that. And he's mm. in the bathroom. Like, what Chilling? the heck is happening here? You you
1: respect it. is real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Thank you, we can Mike, talk about him later.
4: <laughs> Mike Tomlin knows my pain. Yeah. Mike Tomlin knows my, he Mike Tomlin understands yes. when you have to take care of people and give them what they want. And you know, the people want the people want this. Do they? Don't answer that, guys. Just don't. Uh, that said, Mike Tomlin had a great soundbite yesterday. Let's hear from the Steelers head coach.
0: Mike, last week, you said that the offense, you felt like it kind of lost its mojo from the preseason. Is one game enough to say they've got it back, or is it more
1: on, process, on track? I'll
6: be really transparent with you. I didn't mean it last week when I said it. Um, <laughs> you guys asked me the question repeatedly in a bunch of different ways, and i would given you the same answer. And so sometimes I just give you a colorful answer with a word like mojo, just so you guys can run with it and we all can move on with our day. The guys that know me, they know it's nothing mystical about performance. For my mentality or our mentality, uh, we work, uh, we improve, and then we go play. Um, Sometimes, man, that cycle doesn't come quick enough. We got to stand in settings like this and absorb a lot of questions. They get repetitive. Um, And so I gave you a little something. Um, I don't subscribe to mojo or intangible like things and all of that BS. Um, We just got to work harder. Uh, We got to put together better plans. The guys got to understand those plans and make uh, subsequent plays, but oftentimes when I'm asked questions along those lines, those are the answers I give. And you guys keep asking the same questions, and so I just give you something like mojo so you can run with it. You got one this week? Uh, it depends on if these questions get repetitive.
4: <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. Wow, that's amazing. We're the idiots out there thinking, "Ooh, we just got a great sound but He's talking about mojo.
5: You're,
4: like, <laughs> you're running back. You're calling, and you're like, "I've got this great bite." Meanwhile, he's making fun of you the whole time. I'm with him. I the hear you. Time. I mean, do we have our mojo going? I do we so. have it, Chris? I feel good this morning. I mean,
1: I feel good. I came in. You were here. I yeah. had chocolate croissant. I'm ready to go. I, I woke up feel feeling it.
4: dangerous. I'm yes, telling you. Right.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take
4: a break. When we come back, we're going to get to Peter King, who I always love to have on the show, of course, from NBC Sports Football Morning in America. Amy Trask up ahead. She wakes up feeling dangerous every single day. This is The Rich Eisen Show, although rename it, people. He's hanging out. We're here working away. It's The Susie Schuster Show on Roku.
2: Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal.
1: Morgan Freeman movie
0: What's my
2: What's What's your your favorite Morgan Freeman movie
1: Shawshank Redemption Seven Unforgiven Driving Miss Daisy Million Dollar Baby Yeah What's your favorite Those All (laughs) of them (laughs) Gotta pick one I gotta pick one Gotta pick one Life's about making decisions Morgan
0: Uh Driving Miss Daisy Why'd you choose that one so far away from me. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I see that character when I look at the movie. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I just see me. You know what I'm saying? Huh. You, yeah. So you became someone else? Yeah. Well, I I, 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 wait a minute. Okay. A uh, l- l- Bit of a caveat here. Okay. Because um, Clint Eastwood being one of my favorite directors and acting partners,
2: Million Dollar Baby was pretty good. Well, I mean you won the Oscar for that one for Million Dollar Baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Although Unforgiven to me, I've been talking about it the last two hours. That's a perfect movie, Morgan. perfect movie. I mean it, I mean from beginning to end. Um, what was it like working with Gene Hackman in that film? Gene's one of the
0: masters. He's so believable. We had a scene in Unforgiven where he had me tied to the bars jail mm-hmm. and he was beating me mm-hmm. and questioning me and he came up in one scene and whispered in my ear i'm gonna ask you some questions same questions that i asked you, whoever that was and if your answers don't match up i'm gonna hurt you i believed him <laughs> <laughs>
4: Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Back here on Roku. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Call clicked Granger or just stop by. I like Granger because I I need them to help me keep this desk neat. <laughs> I can't work like this.
1: Well, it's already neater because you're here.
4: Well, I gotta go through here and throw things I away.
1: Mean, Rich just has stuff everywhere.
4: You know, We almost got a divorce the first year of our marriage. Should I tell you why? (laughs) Please. The hamper's here. He'd come in and he'd dump his clothes on the floor in front of the hamper. I'm like, dude, I can't live like this. Like, you got to clean up. And so he'd always come home. And again, the hamper's right here. Clothes would be on the floor. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's the kind of guy that can leave the bathroom with a drawer open. I can't leave the bathroom with like, everyone's like, oh, God, poor Rich. What a nightmare she is. He's still around. We've been married 20 years. That said, the hamper, the drawer. I had a divorce attorney in my wedding party. Know, I'm aware.
5: I'm just saying. Well, Portland. he's like that in the back sometimes here. You I knew, know. It's yeah, a mess. Stuff everywhere. I got to
4: clean the studio up.
5: Well, not anymore, though, because the green room is immaculate.
4: Poor Peter King, he's listening to this thinking, why the hell did I agree to go home with
7: Susie
4: again? <laughs> I mean, Peter, I got to tell you you, you, you caught me on a day I was feeling dangerous. How are you? So good to see you.
7: I'm great, Susie. And let me just tell you this. I have become Mr. Tidy in our apartment in Brooklyn. Okay, so I do the breakfast dishes, I clean up after dinner, and I do not leave the bathroom in anything other than tip-top shape. Because, Peter, only a heathen would do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, only a heathen.
4: And, you know, Chris was... in
7: com- comma, heathen. heathen. Uh, Chris the was complaining
4: about in. Sarah this morning. I'm going to throw you under the bus, Chris. Chris he, Hold was on saying, a he was saying, He was saying... Absolutely not. Here we go. He was saying that Sarah doesn't empty the dishwasher. She's home all day, like, and, and in this empty dish, <laughs> oh, Clean dishwasher. Dear, oh, those, oh, are, those oh, are
1: privileged oh. conversations. Oh, 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 Hardly.
4: Jesus. You air my life on TV all the time. Wow, Peter, don't you think that... If there's this is, don't you think that if there's a, a dishwasher right there and it's a dirty dish, you put it right in, right?
7: You're not crazy, are you? Well, let me just tell you this. Anne King gets a little bit upset with me because I like to actually wash the dishes. Ooh, she likes to put the dishes in the dishwasher because it saves water. And so we we sort of have our have our sometimes our tiffs about washing dishes in the sink or putting them right in the dishwasher. But I don't leave dirty dishes in the sink. See, this is why people
4: come here to the Rich Eisen show for content just like this. OK, because this is really what's important. And I'm sure, by the way, the phone lines will light up just to complain about all this stuff. It's perfect. Peter, am I catching you on the way? Did Rich tell me that you're going to watch Dion this weekend?
7: Yeah, I'm going to go to the Colorado USC game. I'm looking nice. forward to that. I one of the things i have just been fascinated about or fascinated to see in the last month is that deon sanders who for years was the most interesting story in sports is again the interesting story and in, most interesting story in sports in about his sixth iteration as a sportsman so i never really thought that uh i would say that yeah that Dion sanders he and He's doing the same job as Nick Saban, and he's doing it incredibly well. But he is, obviously.
4: What was the first time that you met him, Peter?
7: Oh, well, probably the first, I'd say the first kind of interesting time that I had with him was uh, in 1992 when he was playing baseball for the Atlanta Braves, and he wanted a new contract with the Atlanta Falcons. He was the best corner in football, wanted to be paid like a quarterback, and uh so but so he said okay i'll show you i'm going to play baseball so he was playing with the atlanta braves and one day dion at the time in 1992 sports illustrated was every bit as powerful as espn maybe even more so so i went to visit him in pittsburgh i actually went to his hotel room in the downtown hilton pittsburgh in pittsburgh and i knocked on his door and he had taken an o for that day against tim wakefield And I knocked on his door and he comes to the door, no shirt on, glistening with sweat with a bat in his hand. And he was taking practice swings in front of the mirror. And he was talking about how I got to get out of this slump. So but I'll never forget that that week in Sports Illustrated, the cover was basically which way, Dion. And it had half of Dion's face with a baseball cap on and the other half with a football helmet on.
4: You know, and you say that and you just think about the impact that he has had on sports for so long. Will, yeah. will he have had a bigger impact as a coach or a player?
7: I mean, we're still at kind of in the adolescent phases of that and we'll see. But I think people need to remember uh, about what was going on in in sports 30 years ago. And I'll just tell you this, Dion Sanders was the best cover corner in football at that time. And in that same year, he led the major leagues with 16 triples in 97 games, just 97 games. It's 16 triples. He homered off Oral Hershiser and David Cohn. So, I mean, this guy was the bomb. He was <laughs> the greatest. And so I think we all have to realize i mean this is a guy who hit 517 in the world series but i think we all have to realize that yes it's okay to be a prisoner of the moment to say this this is incredible what he's doing as a coach and i think it is but he was pretty incredible 30 years ago too
4: what's your favorite dion football story
7: uh well my favorite story was the time that I mean, this is terrible. This is very selfish. Oh, but God, I'll we like that, that here. I was I was working for ABC Monday Night Football for two years in uh, 94 and 95. And I remember, or was it 95 and 96? Two of those years. But anyway, I remember I asked Dion at the time if I could interview him Monday uh, during halftime for, for the, the game. They were... You know, was he he was the big story at the time. He was going to have a little surgery on Monday. So I went and interviewed him when actually he was just still groggy from the surgery. And he said, I said I would do it. I'm going to do it. And he did it. He was groggy. He wasn't great. But he just got up out of the chair afterwards and walked away. Like I said, that was a pretty cool thing to remember the agreement you made. You're probably in the recovery room. You can't even see straight, but you said, I made an agreement. I said I would do it, and he did it.
4: So much to talk about with you, Peter. I I, I could have you on for the whole show. Let's hit a couple things that I know are near and dear to Rich's heart. What do you make of what's happening across the bridge from you with the Jets, with Aaron Rodgers of Hining from 3,000 miles away, Joe Namath, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, just the total hot mess that is the New York Jets?
7: I mean they just got kicked in the stomach or maybe a little lower um when they were planning all for one thing and that was to have aaron rodgers be everything for this franchise so how do you what do you do when that happens you try to make this player who you had hoped to have a redshirt year under aaron rodgers you try to get him ready to go. Clearly, he's not ready to go. And I see all this criticism, oh, Salah is an idiot. What? How come he can't see this? Sala sees it. He just can't say it. What would Sala be like saying, yeah, the guy stinks, but we're going to try to win with him? No, he's got to pump him up. And again, I've not talked to Sala about this. Maybe he really does think he's great, but I doubt it. And, and look, I just think that this is one of those years that everybody has just got to take kind of a deep breath and try to get through it the best he can and try to win games every week the way that – you look at the way the Bengals are going to have to win this year. Totally different. But you think that Joe Burrow is going to be healthy at any point this year? I don't think so. He keeps saying, yeah, I'll be okay in a few weeks. I just have to make sure I don't have any setbacks. He's not going to be okay this year you don't get better by playing a football game every week when you have a calf injury but I, I think the one thing I would say about the Jets is they just got to go into every every game every week figuring out some way anyway to try to keep it close so their defense can win in the fourth quarter
4: yeah, you mentioned Burrow I mean he's talking about tweaking his mechanics so that he doesn't affect that sprain which of course if i'm and i know how much younger he is than Aaron Rodgers but you know that calf strain is an injury that does not go away without some serious rest we're talking about him tweaking his mechanics we're talking about Tua bracing his falls a different way it's a crazy time in football i want to ask you about the dolphins before we move on to anything else what do you when you're watching them right now and obviously you've been covering football for as long as you have what do you think about this team i mean are they are they what we are expecting them to be right now
7: well Just think of this, Susie. I always think that today, September 28th, just think, we are three months away from week 15 or week 16, excuse me, in the NFL. I mean, that's this season is a long season and teams are going to look a lot different three months from now than they look right now. And the only reason I say that is that I think you can look at any year and say, find the team that looked best in week two and three. And very rarely are they the team that looked best in week 17. So I'm only saying that you've got a couple of guys on this team, uh, namely Tua Tung- <laughs> Sorry about that. Tua Valoa and uh, Tyreek Hill. You've got two guys on that team who really have not been able to stay healthy, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the full year recently anyway, to a particular in particular. So, I mean, I guess I would look at this Susie and say, Hey, to a play 17 games, Tyree Hills uh, healthy for 17. They, they got most of their guys healthy. I don't know who's beating them. <laughs> That's all I can say. But you know, that's a big deal to stay healthy for 17 games in the NFL these days.
4: Yeah, that's why I never prognosticate Peter King here on The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Who do you think the last undefeated team could be, Peter?
7: Well, I don't know. Are there any left? I mean, what, there's there's three undefeated teams now? I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins are going to have a really tough time in Orchard Park this weekend. We all know that. Um, I. I I would say if I had to pick one, I'd pick the Eagles because I think they do so many things well. Uh, They've proven time and again that they can triumph over uh, adversity. Uh, I I mean, I'm still when I look back at the Super Bowl last year, I'm still a little bit surprised that they didn't win that game. But, you know, look, I I think I, I would I would guess Philadelphia, but. Again, look, I think San Francisco and Miami are both capable right now of winning the Super Bowl, you know, when it's played.
4: One more week left on the pop list for uh, Jonathan Taylor. Where do you think he ends up?
7: Um, I think that he's going to be – I didn't think this until recently – but yes, I really think he's going to be traded. And I think he's going to be traded. I don't know where, Susie. I don't have a good feel. I thought for a long time it actually might be my Miami. Uh, but now with uh, Devon Achan and obviously Raheem Mostert showing that they can carry the load in Miami, they won't. I think it's going to have to be a team whose running game is really struggling but who think that they've got a chance to go a long way this year i mean maybe cleveland uh you know i just don't know right now but it's going to have to be a team also that's willing to spend real cap dollars to sign jonathan taylor beyond this year
4: i mean that would have made sense then to say the browns i mean they built to win right now without the without their injury i mean will will they spend the money
7: that's the question they they have the money uh, they, I mean, look, Andrew Barry, I think, is an excellent young general manager. He could figure it out if they want to. But you've also got to think, okay, they believe right now, deep down, Nick Chubb is going to be Nick Chubb opening day next year. The question is, maybe. Could you convince Jonathan Taylor to come for a prove-it season? Would it be worth, let's say, a three and a five to Cleveland to have that guy maybe for one year. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how they would look at that, but I look at a team that really wants to win and feels like it's built to win now who could really use them this year. I think Cleveland's one of those teams.
4: A few more minutes with Peter King. Okay, so Peter, we've got Devontae Adams unhappy in Las Vegas. We've got Justin Fields bickering with coaches. We've got a lot of drama, clearly from the Jets sideline and everywhere else, it seems like. What's the most intriguing story to you right now?
7: Uh, most intriguing story, I think, when I look at the totality of the league, um, is Mike McDaniel and Tua and what the Dolphins are doing. I mean, I think more than the score of the game last week, one play totally... Uh, represents to me who this Miami what this Miami Dolphins team is and that is you put uh, you know you basically you're near the goal line you put Tyreek Hill in wide motion behind the backfield Tua's got the ball he's staring at Tyreek you're sure he's going to give it to him and instead he throws a no-look shovel pass for a touchdown and I mean who thinks of throwing a no look shovel pass? I mean, that's even big for Mahomes, and Tua did it. And I just said, you know, there is nothing that Mike McDaniel won't try. Before we let you
4: go, I want to play a soundbite for you uh, from Willie Gay. Let's roll this in, and we'll talk about it on the other side.
7: When you look on tape, what are you seeing from Zach Wilson and
6: their offense? That was a hard question, I can't lie. Uh, The team that want to run the ball, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, that wasn't know to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and they turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound it, pound and ground um, like they did – what what, what game was that? Who did they just – I don't know if they won or not, but uh, I feel like the running back's been rolling, so – like I say, three great ones, so that's feel like that's their game plan.
4: So, Peter King, I want to ask you this. You and I have been around a while. We're both journalists. I have been offended in prepping for this at how people take other people's work and they aggregate it and they put on a clickbait-style headline saying Willie Gay is coming off and he's making fun of Zach Wilson and he's having fun at his expense, and they're making it sound like he was – Roasting or trolling Zach Wilson? What do you think?
7: You know what I loved about that answer? If you listen to the answer rather than read a snippet of a quote from him, you actually listen to the answer and you say, he's absolutely right. You know, they do look a little panicky in the passing game. And yes, they are trying to win by running the ball. Congratulations. You got a guy who tells the truth. And he did not rip Zach Wilson.
4: No. And, you know, it made me think of sometimes when you're on the sidelines and you're in that unfortunate space where you have to ask your coach about the second half adjustments and they say something like, well, you know, if we want to win, we have to run the ball. You're not going to if you don't run the ball, you're not going to win. It's like, oh, great. Thanks for that piece of information. It makes me feel um, angry when I feel like journalists, so to speak, out there are taking information and twisting it for clickbait. So I'm just curious, as somebody who has written the written word for so long and seen how the business has changed, I mean, what do you think of this? I mean, I just found myself so irritated when I saw it, and I thought I would ask you since I had you on today.
7: I think one of the things that is bothersome about our business is I saw a, a little headline this week. I forget where it was, but it said breaking uh, Matt Canada working more with uh, Kenny Pickett this week or something. I, I forget what it was exactly, but I just shook my head and say, Wow, the offensive coordinator, he's got some, you know, he's working with the quarterback. You see stuff like that now all the time, all the time. And I don't know why, other than there's probably, um, there are probably, um, uh, Eight million people covering the NFL right now, although it might be eighty million. And I keep thinking that uh, the herd needs to be thinned.
4: Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Peter, have fun in Boulder. Will you wear the gold glasses?
7: I will not, but I will wear. Uh, I will wear my these glasses. Where are they right now? I know I got a pair of regular black horn rim glasses. When I put them on, I look like Spencer Tracy, but that's, so that's what I'll wear this weekend.
4: Fantastic. If you want me to send some gold ones, I'll try to get them out to you. you just let me know where you're going to no, be. No, thanks.
7: Peter, <laughs> thanks again for
4: your time. Have fun. Say hi to Dion for us.
7: All the best, Susie. Take care.
4: Great to have you on. Peter King, of course. What a gentleman. Spencer Tracy drop. You didn't expect that today <laughs> no, on, on the Roku channel, the Rich Eisen Show. Also,
5: Peter King is not like us. You're offering him complimentary stuff, and he's saying no to it? Del Tufo would never. That's true. I mean, come I on. Exactly. on.
4: Peter, what are you doing? Mike, do you want me to get you some glasses? Oh, Mike, so ordered them. Do you have them?
1: I have them. He ordered some, of the gold ones don't
4: ship the gold ones till December.
5: Don't ship. I, yeah.
1: They're back ordered. Yeah. So I got the
5: uh, regular Co- back ones. Coach said he was going to send us some, so we're holding I I well,
4: well, that When we Dion come back, little... I'll give you a promo code for 20% <laughs> off those gold glasses. <laughs> Full or not. Circle, Spencer Tracy. 204Rich. Look at Mikey looking hot back there with the headphones.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
2: you said how Aaron Paul, you were thinking of killing off his yeah. character by the end of season one.
3: The original idea was, you know, you always got to come up with a great season ender. You, you want a cliffhanger of, of an episode to keep folks watching uh, next year. And and my thought early on, before I even met Aaron, before we cast Aaron, uh, was, was to have this young guy, uh, former student of, of Walter White, played by Brian Cranston, Uh, give Walt his entree into the business, sort of show him the ropes of criminality. Uh, And then at the end of that first season, that character, Jesse Pinkman, would get horribly killed in some very cinematic, graphic way that I never quite nailed down. But he would be murdered by some rival drug dealers, and Walt would feel very guilty, and then he would seek revenge, and that would propel us into season two. Then I meet Aaron Paul, and I cast this young guy, and he's fantastic in the role, and he's such a sweet guy to boot. He's just a wonderful guy, that I think we're probably shooting the second episode. And I was hanging out on the set uh, with him, you know, sitting in those chairs near the monitors, and and I just make a conversation. I say, you know, I was gonna kill you off. That was the original plan. He goes, what? He gets gets (laughs) all really nervous. He goes, what what are you you talking about? no, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm. And I tell him the story I just told you, but he's not hearing the compliment contained within he's just thinking oh my god i might get killed off and i told this story to brian cranston i think he wandered by uh as he's hearing the tail end of this and he he was relentless for the next six years he'd get every time he got a script for a new episode before aaron did he'd look through it and he'd read it and then he'd go up to aaron he'd say buddy he put his start massaging his shoulders it was it was uh this next one it's at least you're gonna go out with a bang <laughs> <laughs>
4: Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platform. That is right. Stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. Autozone. Restrictions apply. So somebody wrote in, Susie and Rich sound exactly alike. We've been together for 25 years. You start to talk alike (laughs) after a while. But I know to pause, get in the zone, Autozone. Gotta go a little deeper on AutoZone. Autozone. Get in the zone, Autozone. I can't get down that low. I'm that. This is my. Yeah, you do place. you. I do
1: you. Instead of you know? ice cream, I think we need some yeah, cigarettes I was and whiskey. Say whiskey, is just This morning, Mike.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the way, AutoZone. A little auto-zone. Japanese whiskey never hurt anybody, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh,
5: I mean, I offered to AutoZone it, but <laughs> okay. I was co- quickly shut. shut get down. in the zone.
4: AutoZone. AutoZone. auto-zone. I can't get down that low. I'm trying. I'll work on it. By the next next time Rich goes somewhere bougie and I fill in, I will work on my Pat Summerall. Get in the
5: zone. AutoZone. I always ask if Hot Rod Fitton from our NIL uh, name has— AutoZone reached out to Hot Rod Fitton yet because, again, I think it was a perfect mashup. And there's money to be had.
4: Uh, Speaking of money, is making money. And Peter King just spoke about Tua. And for all of you who miss Peter King, go to the money. YouTube page, go find it wherever. He's kind of great and amazing. He did talk about Tua's last touchdown pass, and here's a little bit of Salty Tua.
0: I don't know about you, but that looks like money.
7: <laughs> salty
4: Tua.
0: Tua, we've uh, seen the highlight plenty of times this week of your no-look to Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, How much and how far do you practice throwing with your, your off right
1: hand? Um... Not, not, I I don't, I don't really practice throwing with my, my right hand. Um, but yeah, shoveling, I mean, I never, I never thought of it as throwing with my right hand for a touchdown pass for those two shovels, but it's what it was. (laughs) So that was cool. Two, two left and two right. Has it ever, has it ever been done in the NFL?
4: So who's more annoyed with the press, Tua or Mike Tomlin? That's my question for you. Uh, uh, Tua was happy. Oh, that yeah, wasn't
1: no, it's salty for salty sure Mike all. Tomlin. Yeah,
4: that was that was happy Tua. That was happy Tua. Yeah. By the way, can you tell the difference between salty Tua and happy <laughs> oh, Tua most, half the time?
5: Most. Oh yeah, you can. I don't know. You, have you been watching salty Tua? I yeah, watch a couple a, editions of salty definitely Tua. Definitely a difference. That was that was Tua. He that was, was happy Tua. Yeah.
1: I wish Tua. Are they doing a season two of the quarterback show? Have they announced that yet? I hope they do. Having Tua on would be awesome because I think, like, seeing him outside of the office, like, what is he at home? You know, he he just got married, like, a year ago. Like, how does him and his wife interact? What does he find funny? What does he binge... I'm fascinated by all things Tua right now.
4: Are we at the point of the show where I start pitching shows to Roku, but they're not watching because they're yeah. all hanging out with Rich in some bougie <laughs> yeah, place they, in Santa Fe? Maybe let's we'll do, get an, call let's for do the, a
5: show. Maybe we'll get to call for the co-host summit.
4: Yeah, let's let's pitch. <laughs> let's pitch an off-season adventure with Tua, where we just basically like shadow Tua all the time.
1: I want Tua on Survivor. Let's have him make the game show rounds. Yeah, uh, Wheel of Fortune. Price is right, Jeopardy, everywhere. I need just more Tua being himself. Obviously, he's like cracking himself up. He's making himself laugh. Right. Like, it's great. So, you
4: need more Cowbell and more Tua. More is that what bell. you're
1: saying? Need more, more Cowbell. Babe. More Tua.
5: Let's I, go. Yes.
4: I set you up for that, didn't I? Thank you. Um, you know, I another have thing a,
5: about Tua, real quick, Susie, it's yeah. a little thing. Tua might have the nicest signature that I've ever seen. You love Tua's signature. Tua's signature? I I brought it it up. He signed something for me once when we were in Miami. And first of all, with that name, it's so long. His signature is immaculate. It's incredible. I just like to throw that out there about Tua every now
4: and then. Was that like a name drop or a signature drop? What was that? That was like a hey, I met Tua
5: and got him to sign something. Look how cool. I have
4: an autograph.
5: But I don't. It it wasn't an autograph for me, per se. I'm just saying. So here's my story
1: from that. So. There was, there was a sporting goods store on the main yeah. uh, mall outdoor uh, road be- on the way to our Collins, studio.
5: Somewhere on Collins Beach. Somewhere.
1: So I went in there. I was like, oh, Tua's coming on tomorrow. Let me buy an Alabama hat. I'll try to get him to sign it. We'll have it for the set when we come back. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. I get an Alabama hat. Tua comes on. He looks at me and goes, you're an <laughs> Alabama fan? I was like, eh. And so he started to sign it, but the pen didn't work. So he was kind of being shuffled out of there. So he just stopped. So he had literally just started to do the tea, and it, and it stopped working. So I was like, "All right, well." And then I returned the hat the next day and got my money back. <laughs> no, you did not. I did. How and much was the hat? Like ten
4: bucks? No, no like, like
1: twenty, twenty-five bucks. Thirty you bucks for a You went out of hat. your
4: way to one of the myriad strip malls in Florida yeah. with one of the myriad. Uh, crap stores uh-huh. that sell paraphernalia, yep. et cetera. It was a lids on to the To get beach. that back?
1: Yeah, no, and then I returned it. And then so now someone probably ended up buying that hat not knowing With that a they have the, the Tua the, yeah. <laughs> signature on it.
4: That was the most Larry David moment that. of your life. Are you, are you an Alabama fan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but that looked like money. Joe Burrow said the same thing to me when I had him yep. sign an LSU thing. <laughs>
4: Amy Trask is in the studio. We've got the ice cream ready. We're going to talk football when we come back. This is The Rich Eisen Show.
1: Insubordinate. Yeah, TJ And I Churlish. Went to TJ Maxx because we needed some just stuff for the week. Yeah. And I, I, they had, you know, on the sale stuff, it was like $4. They had an LSU. Uh, football locker Christmas ornament. <laughs> no, they did not. And I was yes, like, oh, did. this is cool. Joe Burrow's coming on. So I got that, and I got him to sign that. So I have that at home signed. So I remember I, this. A, I remember LSU Rockman Christmas did. ornament. So you got jo- that going for Signed you. by Joe Burrow, and he did the same thing. LSU fan, I go. This is like, meh. <laughs> 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 Joe Burrow was not really having it.
4: <laughs> but he was—he knew that there's no chance. He no took chance. one, like, no one chance. look at you, and he was like, there's no but, way. By the way,
1: but I didn't sell it. I still have it at home. Do you put it on the tree every year? I think so, yeah.
4: Is Cage going to break it this year? It's very possible. There's a great <laughs> There's shot a of gr- that. There's a great chance it's getting broken. All right, Amy Trask ahead of us, and we'll get the, we've will we got the ice cream out. We've got leftover ice cream from what the football, because we eat ice cream every Tuesday when we break down football. I've got some flying saucers. That'll melt any minute, but Amy Trask, this is what I love about her. She can't have enough. She's got to bring her own sprinkles. We call them <laughs> jimmies where we come Jimmy's, from. Yeah,
5: jimmies, right:
4: jimmies. Sprinkles. I got a I got a text from Leslie Vester. Tell him, tell her that they're Jimmys. They're not sprinkles. They're jimmies.
1: <laughs> That's true.
4: Hey, I got your jimmies hey, for you.
1: That's out of your motherfucker. Hey.
4: Yeah, how you doing? How you like the apples? I don't like apples. I like ice cream. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. So we've got Amy Trask ahead of us. Josh Demel in the third hour. Stick and stay for the Rich Eisen show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich, do you need me to help you psychologically with your losses? Are you a Jets fan? If you are, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs>